You're listening to the second episode of Overdrive Pedals, a tone podcast produced for the Musicians Lab. In this edition, we analyze the effects of cascading preamps. Pedals used in this podcast were a Boss CS9 compressor, a Tech 21 Sansamp, an exotic BB preamp, a Zvex box of rock, and an Analog Man King of Tone. All examples in this episode were played using a USA Custom Strat with a DiMarzio area pickup through a 74 Fender Princeton. Okay guys, so here's what's up with cascading preamps. The idea is to have multiple preamps running in series into each other. And each one brings something to the table. It brings another layer of tone or another layer of overdrive, depending on how you have it set. Here's the sound of seven preamps cascading together. I'm controlling dynamics completely with the volume control on the guitar and the pickup selector. Here it is. So what I've got first is a Boss CS3 compressor, and that then goes into an old Tech 21 Sans amp. I then have that going into the exotic BB boost, then into the Box of Rock by Zvex, which is a two-stage unit. So I've got overdrive on one side and a clean boost on the other. That then goes into Analog Man's King of Tone, which is also a two-stage boost. So I've got overdrive on one side and clean on another. So each of these brings something very special, and it becomes very apparent when I remove one of those. So here's the sound of everything on. (laughs) 
Okay, so that's a big sound. So I'm going to take the compressor off here. So you can hear what that's adding to it. I'm going to take the sans amp out. The overdrive section of the box of rock. That's with it. Pretty huge difference there. Okay, the clean section of the box of rock. Gone. The BB. So that's mainly adding some crunch to it. The overdrive section of the Analog Man. And the clean section of the Analog Man. So that's the Princeton totally clean. Okay, I'm going to add them back in now. So the clean section of the Analog Man. Overdrive section of the Analog Man. Box of Rock, clean. Box of Rock, overdrive. The BB. Sans Amp. Presser back in. Harmonics just ring. Okay, I took the compressor out. Sands amp out. It's going to have a different character. Without the BB. Without the box of rock. Box of rock back in. You can hear that next layer it adds. BB. A little bit more singing. Compressor. major seventh harmonic there and there you go the one the important question i have to ask and i think james is probably also wondering about this what what type of shoes are you wearing uh you know shoes are the most important aspect and, and i'm so glad you brought that up Tomas. Yeah. Uh -huh. um i mean you are only 
as good a player as the shoes that you are wearing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I am barefoot, which does <laughs> tell you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. I was going to say, more importantly to me, like getting back to the pedals with the cascading thing, I like that you can change you know, your dynamics by just the way that you pick, the way that they're cascaded together. Mm. So if you wanted to go from a heavier sound to say something like, you know, a, a tempting funk or something like that, <laughs> you know, it's really easy for you to do. Well, it's a struggle, and I am working on it, but uh, I do hear you. I, I do. I, I hit on the one and three only, actually. that That's, that's my thing. Well, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and back to the subject matter at hand. Um, in terms of amps, Harry, you're uh, not losing a loop. You're going just straight into the front of an amp, correct? Absolutely, yes. And the same thing yeah. with you, James, right? Yeah, I just plug a metal zone into a Line 6 Spider. Straight <laughs> <laughs> in. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That explains now, I, <laughs> Yeah, it explains, <laughs> explains your tone. My amazing tone. I, I just there. bring a damn fly swatter every time I hear you, boy. <laughs> yeah, right. Mosquito tone all day. Nice. Yeah, I I go um, guitar into tuner first, actually, oh, and yeah. then and then into octafuzz because of the uh, transistors, mm-hmm. and then I usually either go into the exotic RC booster for a clean boost, or I use the Creation Audio Labs Mark Four Two Three. Depends on the gig. The Mark 423 is actually super transparent. It's almost hi-fi sounding. So like on a jazz gig with um, an arch top or something like that, I play a lot of organ trio stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he's like screaming with the B3, right. sometimes I'll need a little push to get over top of that. And the Mark 423 does a great job on that particular type of gig. Other than that, with my overdrive sound, I like to use the RC booster a lot. I think mainly because it's in the same family with the other exotic pedals, the uh, BB and the AC. But anyway, going from tuner to the Octafuzz, I'm trying to look back here, to the RC or Mark 423. Um, then I go into a wah. And I actually like the wah pedal before overdrives. I know a lot of people put it afterwards. But I tend to like it a little bit cleaner. And then I go from there typically into um, either, I don't really use chorus or anything like that so much anymore. But um, typically after that, I'll go into one of the overdrives. And I'll use a cascading type setup like Harry does as well, depending on the amp. If it's a clean amp like a Fender or something like that, I'll use maybe the the BB and possibly, I don't know, a, a NATO 8 or a full drive or... Every now and then, the AC booster. I've got a hmm. Maxon SD9. That that chair kind of changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's usually something in combination with the BB, right. and then out to a delay out from there. That's interesting. You know, the funny thing is, like, I'm looking at my stuff as you're talking, and I keep on changing where I put the RC booster. What I have is a tuner or you know dependent. Then, um, just like Harry, the tone press. And then the, uh, a tube screamer and, and or both uh, a BB, then a delay, right. and then either I put the RC booster at the end of it or at the front of it. And mm-hmm. is there what's your thought process with putting it in in the front? I just I don't know. I think I just messed around with it, and I like the sound of it better up front. I think mainly because all my overdrives are coming after that, and I tend to use 
when when my overdrives aren't on, the clean sound is coming from the amp, right? And it just kind of, you know, when the overdrive's not, it's basically just the RC and the amp right. working. So I don't know. I mean, that's I don't really have any kind of methodology to it. It just sounds better to me there. Yeah, but I guess the end result is just the what you should do if you have pedals. I guess is keep changing the order and see what sounds good. Yeah. I, I actually tried both. I, I used to uh, use the RC a lot. It's also, i, I got to say, it's a great pedal. And I put that in the front of the chain, and I actually, I had it there for a couple years. And just as an experiment, just like you just said, I put it at the end, and for me, I, I thought it came alive. I thought it sounded much better with my pedals at the end, yeah. which brings up an interesting point, and that is you can have a pedal that sounds remarkable, but it doesn't want to play well with other pedals. Yeah. So it's really a family, and I know that sounds a little silly, but it really is. You have to have, if you're going to use a series of pedals, you have to have them work well together. And that's, I mean, with my setup, if I remove, if I turn off one of the components of my sound, it makes a huge difference. So right. I'm I'm using the king of tone, actually not so much to shape the tone with overdrive, but I'm using it more to shape it with tone. Right. So if I remove that, uh, it, it, it really thins out my tone a lot. So I can have four different stages on, one, two, three, four, five different stages on. And if I throw the tone press on, that's a sixth stage. Wow. And it, it's really expressive and really nice and not overly buzzy and distorted like you might think. Hmm. Sure. But I keep them really low. That's the thing. And they play well together. They work beautifully together. I have another question for you guys. What about, you know, uh, Fender and Marshall? You know, do you guys have a favorite for each type of uh, amp? Like a favorite overdrive? That's a good question. Man, I got to tell you, it. I tend to go with the 808 stuff again on both of those. Uh the fenders are really friendly with, um, it seems to be like a lot of different pedals. I think mainly because I run them so clean. But I tend to like, the, again, that 808 type of circuit sound. So any kind of tube screamer derivative. Um, lately, it's been the BB. It's been mm -hmm. a favorite lately, although that changes from time to time. And with the Marshall, again, you know, if it's a Hendrixy type thing, I'll put a fuzz face in front of it or that Octafuzz. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, a good old faithful that um, Harry mentioned earlier, even like a Distortion Plus or something like that. If you want a mm. classic rock sound, right? I mean, those are the pedals those guys were using back in the day. So, huh. you know, that kind of thing is great. Or, again, 808 or BB, something like that. Actually, do you remember the Proco Rat? Oh, yeah. Got yeah. one of those, too. That's a great little box, too. There's so many really cool boxes that, you know, I guess we're out before the quote-unquote boutique boxes. That's a nice little box. What about you, Harry, in terms of Fender and uh, Marshall? Well, I used to use Marshall a lot. Uh, that was my main amp for probably 20 years. Uh, now I find I'm using Fender a lot, and uh, what it really comes down to is I've fine-tuned my choice of pedals for three different Fender amps that I'll take out. I find uh, one of the fenders I take out uh, is a basement, and that's a thicker, more low-mid type of a tone, which is kind of getting into where the Marshall was. And, you know, that's, of course, where the original Marshall came from was a, a modded basement. But uh, for a Princeton and, uh, 
let's see, what else do I have? The uh, Vibralux. The, the pedals that I mentioned before are exactly what I take. Um, any words of wisdom, guys? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would say just uh, if you're interested in buying new pedals or improving your rig, I would say, you know, maybe ask some friends what they use, you know, check out the magazines, re- you know, read the forums and that kind of thing, and then go try some stuff out. Go to the stores, check stuff out, or ask a friend to borrow a pedal or whatever, and, um, you know, kind of trial and error. But usually, if you can get a, a general consensus that something sounds good, you're probably going to be steered in the right direction. I, I agree. There's nothing that is going to equal trying it and feeling it. I, I can't stress enough how pedals feel different. But uh, short of that, you might be interested in an OD shootout that you may find on the internet with a series of devices, like, I don't know, maybe 22 of them. Uh, And you can listen. And then if you hear something, then go seek one out, try it, see if it feels good, see if it comes in a beautiful color and put it in your system. Which brings up how we kind of came about with this whole concept of this podcast. Harry has on his website an OD shootout that everyone should check out. Uh, What's the web address, Harry? Well, that would be www.harryj.net. Nice. And where's the OD shootout on your website? That's on the gear page of my website, not to be confused with another website called The Gear Page, which I highly recommend for more information. That is a great site. My OD shootout is also published on that. You've been listening to Episode 2 of Overdrive Pedals, a tone podcast produced for the Musician's Lab. Be sure to partake of all the podcasts on the musicianslab.com as well as the iTunes store. 